0: let's let's welcome Rick Stroud to the show, Rick. how are you, buddy? Hey, I apologize for rocking that boat. <laughs> <laughs> how hard is that for you to
1: up in the Hillsborough River with another super Bowl trophy <laughs>
0: <laughs> How hard is that for you to do when you you know i mean this is my team, but i gotta i gotta this is my job I gotta report this, yeah, you know it's really not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I get it but know, to see, be honest with you. So, like, I, when, when I did sports radio and you'd go in the locker room, you're, you're, I'm not trying to make friends with these guys so that I can hang out with them, but I do want them to like me so they can give me a little information. Like, I was explaining when uh, when the uh, Gruden sat Keyshawn for the remaining of the season. I knew that right away because one of the other players called and told me on the side the minute it happened. But if you don't have that relationship with them, then you you miss out on that stuff. But at the same time, when some, when the crap hits a fan, you have to be the first person to deliver that news.
1: Yeah, I just think, you know, I've done this for so long that it, that it really it comes down to your training in journalism. You know, um, we just try to report stories, good or bad. There's been a lot of bad in Tampa Bay over the years and and, uh, and, and some really good. And, um, you know, for us, it, it you know, people don't believe this, but we, you know, we don't have a fan hat, haven't had one for, for many, many years. And yeah. uh, you just kind of go where it leads you. And, and you do take a lot of You know, a lot of shrapnel, some stairs, and, and, uh, you know, for about 15 days, my Twitter uh, wasn't a friendly place. So, uh, (laughs) I apologize for that. Yeah. I I hold you personally responsible for that. (laughs) But, but I, you know, uh, you, you kind of grow a thick skin, and um, it is what it is. So long as you're confident that what you're writing is true, that that's really what matters.
0: And that's what I told Gio. And, and what you're doing, writing in a newspaper as opposed to just writing on a website on you know that you own or something, you have to be responsible. You have to you have to fact check. I mean, if you're going with something, we know if we we know if you've reported it that it's probably true. And when that Antonio Brown stuff happened. Uh, I mean, we had him on the air before he came to the team and he was very calm and thank you, sir, no, sir. And then we had him on right after he lost his mind and he was an entirely different person. That, that I think, really made us see how these guys, how nuts they are in real life <laughs> and how often their emotions cause them to change during the season and why things happen the way they do. And you having to deal with that is amazing. Do you think uh Antonio Brown's... Situation at the end was because of his injury or because he wasn't getting enough balls.
1: Oh, I think he was frustrated um, for a lot of things, Mike. I I think that you know um, he he came back. It, it, they weren't real. You know, it's kind of conditional in a way. They they didn't say he was coming back for sure or not. Um, you know, he paid the 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 chef that he owed the money to right right at, right before he came back. He wanted some of his money bonus money guaranteed because he wasn't on the field to earn it uh they refused to do that and coaches just told me that, that he had a different attitude altogether um when he came back from his injury you know he played that first game he had 15 targets and 10 catches and all of that um he complained loudly at halftime of that game about not getting the ball not being the primary target and he had only only Gronkowski had more in the first half um by one so you know, AB is a volatile guy. I think, I think when they signed him, they they knew they were playing with fire. Tom wanted him. Uh, they, it worked out. They signed him again. It, I think it was inevitable you're going to get this blow-up with A.B., and that, that's sort of who he is. He's he's a very volatile personality.
0: Yeah, I think we all expected it too. We'll find that it happened when it happened. They already had one under the belt, but it certainly could have changed the outcome of last season. Uh, now we have an entirely new situation. You have Bruce Arians stepping down after Tom Brady comes back and Todd Bowles taking over, and, of course, the speculation is now... Did uh Brady come back with the plan of Arian stepping down because there was that report of a rift? Now Gio pointed out before we got you on the phone was you guys really aren't the ones that were reporting the rift. Uh, it was it was the fringe media. So what do you know about the relationship between the two of them? Because it seemed in his post yesterday that he loves Bruce Arians
1: yeah and, and Tom's going to say that right and I, I think what he said is true, but I also believe you know and, and I talked to Bruce, Bruce actually you know we were talking about coaching changes in his staff, and um, he actually texted me, was very very upset about that latest you know report um, and and about their relationship having soured, and he wanted to set, set the record straight, and I think he did that. Um, I would just say that you know Tom Brady's very demanding, Bruce is very demanding. And, you know, do guys agree on everything you do? No, they don't. You know, it's a relationship like any. It doesn't mean you don't love them. Um, But, you know, I'm sure there were things that happened every year that Bruce, that that Tom was here that, that, you know, he would have liked to have seen done differently, done better, what have you, because he's a zero-sum guy. He wants to win the Super Bowl every year. Did that relationship um, sour to the point where Tom wasn't going to play if Bruce was the head coach? I I don't believe that. you know, I, what usually happens, Mike, is at the, at the end of the year, you know, there's a discussion with Jason Light and the ownership uh, about their plans. And you, you'd be naive to not think with Bruce turning 70 in October um, with or without Tom Brady if there hasn't been discussion about succession plans. Right. Todd Bowles was not hired. You know, uh, Bruce told me he was planned on coming back with or without Tom Brady. Uh, he says it's not health-related, but we know his health is not is not great. Um, it's good for now, but it takes a toll on him during the season. So I think there's a a multiple uh, factors involved in this decision. Um, It's hard to believe that, you know, that Arians is just so magnanimous as John Romano wrote today that he would just simply, you know, hand (laughs) a potential uh, Lombardi trophy to Todd Bowles and say, you know what? Uh, You take it now. Um, But that's what, that's what's happening. And and, um, those guys have been together for 40 years and, and I do think Bruce is, is is wanting to set him up. So somewhere in there um is the truth. And I, I don't think it's any one thing, but it's probably all of those things.
0: I was saying to the uh to the guys before, when you are in the locker room, I first of all, I don't what was your locker room access like this past year? <laughs> Did you're not allowed in there at all?
1: Dude, I haven't seen the inside of the building for two years until wow. the other day. Practices yeah, too, none of that stuff? uh nothing man i mean we we would watch practice for 30 minutes you know outside and we did do some some uh news conferences outdoors last year um from a safe distance and all that but yeah it's been it's been primarily zoom calls and, and and just a lot of you know no locker room access at all for 2 years
0: so remember the old bucks building which now is it blows my mind every time i take my wife to the mall i go do you realize the bucks <laughs> used to be right there Under the jet fuel and this little shack. It was literally (laughs) trailers, but it's unbelievable. But um, in that old locker room, though, at the old one-buck place, at lunchtime they would have a caterer in the hallway. And the players would get the food and then go sit in their locker and eat. And that was the best time to get the most information. Because if you can get one of those guys while their guard is down and they're eating their food and they're talking to them, they'll spill their guts and tell you everything. And without having those sort of relationships and without getting close to those guys, you don't get all – I feel like you – not you necessarily, but I feel like you would know more about the inside dirt if you were able to have I – mean, without having that access to you, that had to make your job a thousand times harder.
1: Yeah, no question. I think, you know, I, I mean, that's where, you know, longevity has its reward, right? I, I've, I've known these guys. I know a lot of guys on the coaching staff, so you certainly have to dig a lot harder. But you're right. We all remember the woodshed out there and, you know, close quarters for better or for worse. And uh, a lot of reporters coming from out of town getting the dangling hand from Warren Bro- Sapp when they try to say hello. But, oh, that was the um, best. You know, yeah, it was. You know, it's a lot easier to do your job when, when you know, you can actually form relationships with guys, and not always just to talk to them about football. You know, if you're only coming at them with football questions, it's it's hard to get a relationship. So, we've missed out on a lot, especially with Tom here. Um, And you know, I think we managed to to still you know do our jobs, but uh, it's going to be welcome. Uh, They say that we're going to be allowed back into the locker rooms this year, and. I think it's good for the players, too, because they can get their perspective out there sometimes, um, you know, in, in, in an off the record setting.
0: We had Evans on for the first time yesterday. What a great guy he is. I mean you see what a monster oh, yeah. he is on the field and then you talk to him and he's such a sweet down to earth guy and it makes you happy and then you realize you got a couple of those guys on the team. You got Godwin on the team, you got uh you know, and they add that in with the with the greatest player of all time and Gronk and uh it's really exciting time and you certainly have been there for the non exciting times of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now another chapter in in this crazy story. Arians down, bowls in, Brady back who knows what the season's going to be like. Uh, Rick Stroud, you can catch him, uh, his podcast, uh, Sports Day Tampa Bay, is available on Apple, uh, iTunes, and podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, and, of course, for the Tampa Bay Times. Rick, I appreciate the time this morning, and we will certainly – uh, follow you during the season so that you could disappoint Gio at every turn.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah Gio, I, I, again, let me apologize to Tampa Bay and yourself for taking away a Lombardi trophy. I know yeah, man. it would have made all the difference. And We could have had uh, back-to-back. You ruined it. <laughs> I know, man. I tend I tend to change history. Sorry about that. I'll try not to them away next year. Listen, right. man, I, I know it's all business,
0: nothing personal. When they win this year, then we'll go, remember they won, and then there was the Stroud year, and yeah. then they <laughs> the won Stout again. Right yeah. <laughs> when they win you know they had to I remember those two Super Bowl teams they, all those stories? they really Uh-oh. strouted it up that second <laughs> we could have had three
1: in a row <laughs> hey thanks
0: Rick I appreciate you calling in buddy take it easy there there you Rick Stroud from uh, Tampa Bay Times I was so mad at him <laughs> Yeah, but he, you know what though that's, that's the kind of stuff when I was more in the